Good morning. Uh, welcome as we come to worship today, whether you've gathered in person or indeed online with us. If it's your first Sunday, we bid you a warm welcome. And on such a lovely day, it's absolutely brilliant. And we hope, well, it is for you to stay for a wee while, so uh, we will bask in it. Um, but we're always have something to complain about because now the plants need water. Isn't that right? Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll all get there. Um, but it is good to come with one purpose today, to worship the God who is alive and the God who is well. Uh, the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, the one who we know uh, speaks into our situations and into our lives in this moment. Uh, and the one for whom we can trust uh, and lean into no matter where we find ourselves this morning. We hear some sentences of scripture uh, from First John and then First Peter. It tells us this is how God showed his love amongst us, that he sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him, that he himself bore our sins in his body on this cross, so we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds we have been healed. Let's pray as we begin. Father God, we thank you that you are present with us. We thank you that your presence with us speaks into our situation. Today, Lord, as we come to remember your life, your death, and your resurrection, the power that that brings into each and every aspect of our lives, we thank you for all that you have done and for all that you are. Help us in this moment as we set aside time to give your worship and our praise and our thanksgiving, to lay before you the burdens of our hearts that in this time we would meet afresh and anew with you, transformed by you as we leave into your community. In your name, amen. The reading is taken from Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 41. Jesus visits Martha and Mary. As Jesus and the disciples went on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat down at the feet of our Lord and listened to his teachings. Martha was upset over all the work she had to do, so she came and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to come and help me. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled over so many things, but just one is needed. Mary has chosen the right thing, and it will not be taken away from her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So over these uh, summer months, we're following the lectures, we journey through the Gospel of Luke. And um, we've looked at a couple of different passages uh, over the last um, couple of weeks. Uh, first one, we'll be sending out the 72, um, how um, Jesus sent the disciples out. Um, we will carry his presence into our community, into those that we know and love around us, the streets that we live in, uh, our families, our workplaces, our schools. Uh, last week, we talked about helping out. Um, how loving God uh, for who he was and what he's done for us, and loving our neighbor like ourselves, how we need to love ourselves, see who we are in Christ in order that we can be sure and certain of our identity and reach out through that to those around us and love them. Today, we find Jesus at this well-known passage. If you've been uh, in church or through church circles uh, for a number of years, um, you probably have heard this passage before, this Mary and Martha passage. I've given the title Welcoming It In. Um, these two sisters uh, live in the house with their brother Lazarus. That's the family unit that we've come to know. Lazarus is the famous one because Jesus uh, rose him from the dead. He visits this, Jesus visits this house 
on several other occasions uh, during the story through the Gospels. But this one is significant. Often, in church circles, we're often pigeonholed as either a Mary or a Martha. We, we can be pigeonholed as Martha, as the one that does all the serving, all the work, to be found doing the things, or the Mary, the one who is sitting in devotion and more concerned about their presence with God than about anything to do with serving other people around them. Sometimes we can get pigeonholed into one or the other, but it's not that simple. It's not that simple. Let's pray before we look at this passage. Father God, we thank you that you are present with us. Well, we thank you that you call us, that you have called us, that you have touched our lives and you've brought us together in this place for this moment. So Lord, by your Spirit, may you speak uh, through your word into our hearts today. Your word and not my words, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. And so today we consider this title, Welcoming In. What does that mean? Martha welcomed Jesus in. I finished last week by saying the quote that I was going to use at the start of this week. And I once heard it said um, that whenever you have more than you need, build a longer table and not a higher fence. When you have more than you need, build a longer table and not a higher fence. That's a profoundly simple statement on the surface. But yet, in below it, we seem to complicate it in many different ways. Actually, the way we've been conditioned by our culture is actually to invert that and say that whenever we realize we have more than we need, we build a higher fence and not a longer table. We store for ourselves. We keep for ourselves. That's what the culture around us wants to encourage us to do. It's about me. It's about what I can get out of this. It's how I'm going to react. It's what I can store for myself. But Jesus calls us to a radical discipleship. Not that we should simply give everything that we own, or everything that we have away, but he calls us to be faithful in everything that he has given to us. He calls us to be mindful of actually everything that we have has been given to us by him. That's the radical discipleship that we are called to. And it's countercultural because in that moment, in the moment where we build longer tables and not higher fences, people will ask questions of why. Why are you doing that? What's that about? Surely have you not thought about this or that? Or why are you different? But why do you do that way? Why do you think about this? Why do you not react in this way in that situation? Why do you interact with your work colleagues or with your friends at school in this way and not the same way as everybody else? And so this radical discipleship causes people to ask questions. In 24 or 25 odd years of ministry, I've done lots of different school assemblies. I love school assemblies. They're one of the most random parts of my ministry because I have no idea what's coming. You, have, you literally have no idea what is coming whenever you ask a question in a school assembly. And I remember asking uh, a very simple question in a school assembly one day uh, as a preeminence to kind of what I was going to carry it through to by simply saying, okay, hands up. Now, hands up. Don't shout out. Hands up whenever you answer this question. And we'll try it here to see if we can get the same answer. All right. So hands up. What did you have for breakfast this morning? Yes? You with the glasses in your head? That's what you have to do in assembly because you don't know everybody's name. Toast. Okay. Huh? Cereal. 
Any other gamuts at home? Here we are. Oh, strub. Lovely. Charlotte. Oh, porridge. Lovely. Fantastic. Any other volunteers? Back row, Hannah, we hear that's very healthy. Chocolate cereal. You know her father was in duty this morning, wouldn't you? Um, the answer that I got was this. I got cornflakes and frosties and toast. And then this innocent little child with lovely blonde curls sitting two rows from the front put her hand up. And I thought, I can't know. Yes, Jesus. Jesus. And she kept saying Jesus over and over again loudly so that everybody would hear her. At which point the minister has to say, Jesus is not the right answer. That's a difficult thing for the minister to say, isn't it? Because Jesus is normally the right answer. And actually where I'm going with that is whenever we do this radical discipleship, whenever we build longer tables and not higher fences, whenever we are a place of hospitality, I nearly said hostility there. (laughs) Uh, It's a place where people might feel welcome. Um, It's a place where we build a community that is strong and deep and has roots that is attractive for others. And in that welcoming in, we see this in Martha. And we see the questions that that evokes in the people around her. See, verse 38 of John chapter 10 says, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She opened her home to him. Now, we often talk in this passage, whenever we, the preachers preach about this, they talk about how Martha welcomed Jesus in. But actually, listen to the verse again. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. Now, if Martha was the hospitable one, if Martha was the one who opens her door, I can only imagine that she didn't say, Jesus, you're welcome, but see the rest of you lot that are with him. Away on and find somewhere else to have a bite of grub. I imagine her door was opened and everybody came through the door. And that can upset the home a little bit, can't it? They're unexpected visitors. There's more than was expected there. How are we going to feed all these people? What are we going to do with them? Where are they going to sit? How are we going to interact with them? All of these questions must have been floating about in their heads and in their hearts. But Martha is seen as a doer because in verse 40 it says, Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She was busy doing what she felt needed to be done. And she can't understand why her sister Mary is just sitting there. Verse 39, she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. And she came to him and she asked, Lord, don't you even care that my sister has left me to do all this work by myself? Tell her to help me. Mary is sitting at Jesus And this response has shocked Martha because she's the one that's busy making sure that everybody else is okay. But she's so busy making sure that everybody else is okay, she has missed Jesus. Even though she's the one who welcomed him in. If Mary hadn't welcomed, if Martha hadn't welcomed him and his disciples in, Mary could never have sat at his feet. 
However, Jesus' response shocked everyone who is present. In verse 41, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you're worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Mary is soaking up the presence of Jesus. The sweet fragrance, the inspirational words, the powerful presence that the Lord brings into the situations where he is invited into. But often we can be pigeonholed as a Mary or a Martha. Either the one who sits at the Lord's feet constantly in devotion. As my lecturer at college used to say, some people are so heavenly minded they're of no earthly use. They're so heavenly minded they're of no earthly use. But sometimes people are so earthly minded they never consider heaven. But maybe, just maybe, this is recorded in the Gospels as an important story because we're to learn from both of these ladies. Martha was serving. We need to serve. We need to ensure that what we can do, what we can do, what you can do, what I can do, what the Lord has gifted us to do, what is within our gifting to do, that we are doing it. And that will be different for each one of us in many different ways. Mary was soaking up the presence of Jesus. And so we need to spend time with him. We need to do what we do here as we gather on Sundays and on Tuesdays and midweeks, gathering together as a community, encouraging and striving forward together. We also need to do that as individuals. We need to be reading his word, praying, having conversations, sitting in his presence, listening. Sometimes as we, only whenever we slow down, we actually hear the Lord's voice. We actually begin to hear what it is that he has to say for us and to us. Martha welcomed Jesus in. And we need to be that place of welcome. I'm not saying that we're not. I think we are. I think we are. It is welcoming here. But Mary also knew what would last. She knew what was better in the words of Jesus. She had an eternal perspective. It wasn't all earthly for her. It wasn't all just in the moment for her. It wasn't just about extending a table for her. It was much more than that. And we are called to have that perspective as well. Because whenever we have more than we need, we build a longer table and not a higher fence. So what are you doing today? And the preacher asks himself that question. What am I doing today to ensure that my home is a place of welcome? What are we doing to ensure that this church, his church or parish is a place of welcome? A place where we serve and a place where others can meet with Jesus place where questions can be asked, faith can be extended, and journeys can be continued. It's not an either-or. It's both. We serve and we sit. We sit and we serve. And we do it for His glory 
and for his glory alone. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you that you are present with us. And Lord, as we invite you into this place at this time, we know that you are already present. But as we extend an invitation from our hearts and our minds, we open ourselves before you to be changed, renewed, refreshed by you. So Lord, come. Come and move in a mighty way amongst us, we pray. In your name. Amen. Well, as we conclude today, uh, we hear some words from Romans uh, chapter 15. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so as you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, rest upon each one of us this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen. And please don't rush away. There is a cup of tea and coffee uh, as well. Just serve from the hatch. Thank you.